This Week in League, a new dance called the Pew 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 is taking over the world. The NRL pulls the plug on Greg Bird's Matthew Mitchum impersonations. Must be finals time, the North Queensland Cowboys are whinging about conspiracies. And we preview all of the action for week two of the 2014 NRL final series. All that more This Week in League. Welcome to episode 172 of This Week in League on that. And I'm Glenn. Okay, uh, feedback this week. Well, first first thing I want to mention is the fuck, I've been, I haven't talked to you about it off Oh, air. here we go. Now we're going to fucking spring oh, totally, oh, No, no, no. no. You, you, We've just had a conversation about bulbous penises and people yeah, leaving their house with their penises out, etc. Yeah, yeah, this is not, this is not, this is, well, it's t- tangentially on the subject of cocks. Okay. Todd Greenberg. Oh, yeah. Did you fucking <laughs> listen to that song? I did. Oh, that was fucking great. Oh. I thought it was so good. Like, I fucking have it. I can I can listen to it in my head. Like, it actually, like, there's catchy bits that fucking just jump, you know, once a dog, always a dog. Oh, fucking brilliant. So good. I mean, just, yeah, and, and not just because it's based I'm, on one of my fucking daily sledges to Todd Greenberg. Look, it's good work. I'm just not as impressed or as, as you are, <laughs> just basically. Let me tell you, there's more coming. There's more fucking coming. Excellent. Because obviously, you know, I've I've got the guitar skills, but not the singing skills, and so there's a lot of fucking ideas that I've wanted to implement that I haven't had the ability to vocally. Well, now that ability has I presented can't itself. You haven't put my vocal talents to the test. Because you fucking refused to. I fucking put some in front of you, and you refused to sing it. Yeah, that's true. So what am I going to do? I got to go. I got to go. Go somewhere. You know, who's going to sing it? Well, I'm not going to sing any song that's praising Manly. And uh, at Woody Solo on Twitter, fucking sensational. I'm going to close the show with the song. It's so good. But oh my god, people send it directly to Todd Greenberg. That ball can't crying himself to sleep. I bet he's not. Hey, I mean, when you're the fucking it's such a great song, and as, as someone, as someone, you know, who loves the acoustic style of music like yourself, Glenn, you've just do. touched your fucking deep inside. <laughs> I'd like to uh, hang out with Woody Solo after a few bourbons. Mate, Whilst he had his guitar, oh, I'd, then, love, oh. I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to have him fucking bust out like a Tigers in Decline song to the tune of fucking, you know. Mr. Jones or something. Wow. I, I would automatically, if that ever came to fruition, I would automatically pull the pin on this show. Yeah. You've been warned. Yeah. No, fucking, I've got, I've not, got, do not test me, Nathan. I've got a far better Tigers in Decline idea anyway. The tune, which I'm not going to reveal. One day, if it happens, it happens. Not rising up. <laughs> That's just too late. flat too. on the street. <laughs> We took our time to get the spoons, yeah. To climb up the tag. They're not even coming down. Okay, we're done. Declining down. We are done. Thank you. It's fucking tremendous. If you haven't heard it, it's going to be the end of the episode. And I'm at Woody Solo on Twitter. Follow the dude up. And um, if you're down in New South Wales... Around where was he? He was playing like a, something like Shoalhaven on the weekend. He always puts up where he's playing, and so when he he's doing these, you know, these these pub gigs, you know, the acoustic guy and the chilled Sunday sessions, fucking request the Todd Greenberg song. <laughs> That'll go down a treat with the families. Said, so, well, I mean, people will be like, "Fuck it, this is reminiscent." Like, kind of like it's got it starts off a little bit like the weight from the band, you know, like it's got a bit of that, but then it goes into this fucking what's a dog thing. It's catchy as fuck. It's a, it's a smash hit, and I mean, I'm, I'm already hearing whispers. I mean, I you know I do know some music industry people, and I'm hearing whispers of arias and or Grammys as, 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 already. So, 
Well done. It's uh, one of the one of the fucking my favourite things that's ever come about because of this show. Hands down, fucking beautiful. All right. Now, not a lot of feedback this week, which is a uh, good short show. Good show. Tall Hayden said, "Oh, by the way, cunts." Way to start. Way to get us on. Way to get us on side. Where do you think you're going to go with this? Where how do you think this is going to pan out for you? It's the people that are the real fucking masochists that like they they tweet us because they want to get beaten and then you know they listen to the show, cocks out, waiting for us to read their yeah. tweet. And then <laughs> I see Glenn fucking rail on me, Glenn, rail yeah. on me, Glenn. That's it. Get the cheese grater out. <laughs> rub the end of my cock across it. But yeah, by the way, cunts, Mike Goldman. Former Big Brother voiceover became ground announcer at Sea Town Stadium. So it wasn't Centibet as you as uh, you, you sort of right. You hypothesised last you week that it, that it was him, but Sea uh, Town. So even you know even closer to home for you. Well, I, I, well fuck, I didn't realise that was the case. Yeah. And did someone say that he also had a stint at Manly? Well, uh, I, uh, maybe. I mean, it's possible. I mean, obviously, given the family connection, it's funny. I remember a video on YouTube that I saw. Uh, where it was um, Grant, his father, his brother, and, and Mike at the 2008 grand final, and they smuggled a megaphone in. And so Grant Goldman's doing like the ground announcing <laughs> thing from the fucking rafters. And they go, Beaver. And, and then they're walking, they're walking down, you know, you, you, you're coming down in, um, in ANZ and you go walk around those big round fucking things. And they're just doing the whole thing going, you know, 40 nils, like <laughs> doing the whole thing. Grant Goldman style was great. So obnoxious if you're not a Manly fan, I'm sure. Um, had a couple of people, including Uncensored Steve and uh, Hammers, sent this over about this uh, this young lady, uh, Twitter account at Alicia Busk. Apparently, well, the tweet that I've got the screenshot of here, you know, says it all. So Sunday night, I met three Broncos players at the Normby Hotel. They took me back to their clubhouse and fucked me in their gym. Hash loved it. Gosh. <laughs> So, uh, she did have some other tweets where she would had screenshots of, you know, big fucking War and Peace-esque stuff that she'd written about, you know, meeting these guys at Normby and and I believe, you know, Josh McGuire's a name that may have been bandied about. One of the guys, I don't know anything about the marital status of any of these Broncos players, but one of them has apparently got a girlfriend or a wife or something like that and... She was kind of getting defensive about that. And was like, yep. Don't be defensive. I mean, you're... Yeah, let's be real, you're a slut. But... I'm not going to fucking put it Nothing, in. Nothing, there's no laws against being, you know, fucking a married dude. I mean, that's a bit of cock. I, yeah, I dare say that's probably, you know, that's probably on him. If he's married yeah. and wants to go in there. Exactly. I mean, look, honestly, when you're going, when you're going in like to a group situation there where, you know, you're stirring a lot of porridge, I question, I've got to question the guys anyway involved, frankly. But, uh,. <sighs> How yeah. do they get the keys to the gym? My four ways, you, you know, know. The way I conceive of, you know, in a four way, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's three ladies and me. Right. You know, not fucking teammates and, you know, fucking having sword fights with me, with my fucking teammates <laughs> after I've fucking crashed out of the finals. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can follow her Twitter. I don't know if it's deleted or not. I didn't check it after, you know, after last night when it all started coming out, so... You know, it may be closed down by now. Maybe there's well, extra fucking spice us. on there. Having a bit you got your fun. phone? Fucking have a look, see if she's added anything else to the story while we're talking about it. What's her Twitter? Alicia Busk. A L I C I A B U S K. Oh, fucking people will be complaining about this. This is worse than the fucking stock take. 
And, well, you know, while Glenn's doing that, stock take time. Oh, good luck to her. She's got three followers. We've got three fucking... She's got three followers. Let's Han- see who they are. Are they Broncos <laughs> players? Hammers, Uncensored Steve, and probably Mup. <laughs> or Mup. Mup. Or Chapo's Mup's a bit of a other sex. account and Mup's other, other account. Mitch Dawes a bit of a sex pest. He'd probably be up for it. Shane is her first follower. Yeah, Roosters fan. What a surprise. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Yeah. So you don't know any of the followers? Nope. Oh, that's rude. All right. Did she add anything to the story after that one that I just read? No, that's it. Okay. Well, useless bitch. Fucking hell. Um, but on the stock taking front, uh, judging by the amount of lanyards and stubby holders I have left sitting on the bench over there, there's three memberships left. Three. Wow. Now, I, you know, we had the extra shipment of XL shirts coming in, so we're gonna have, we've got surplus shirts, which is cool. So I'll do a final surplus, this final... Basically, we're going to sell these three memberships. Presumably, they're going to be XLs, although there are some larger sizes still available. So, once they're gone, that's it. They're fucking gone. And I guess at that point, then we can start thinking about, you know, offloading those extra shirts. Yeah? Well, I guess, yeah, we're going to have to come up with a bit of a plan. Otherwise, they're going to be fairly uh, obsolete next year, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, uh, do they have a the the shirts don't have a do they have a they don't have the year on them, do they? No, no, it's just formation. So. But yeah, the, but they'll be, yeah, okay, cool. So um, so just keep that in mind if you know someone you know who uh, didn't get on the on the membership thing, but you know you might want to get a shirt. I mean, you know, we'll probably you know throw those fuckers out for about twenty bucks. So you know, twenty twenty five bucks I reckon. So there's going to be extra ones. I'll just get the complete sizing and everything once the XL shirts have gone out for the guys that are waiting on them, that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, and if you're actually in Sydney and you you got an XL shirt coming your way, make sure you ping us so no, because I'll bring them down uh, on Grand Final weekend, and so I'll be able to uh, throw them over to you guys in person. Now, um, uncensored Steve again. Every time one of my tweets is actually read on this week in league, I get a sense there's something left unsaid, like Glenn hates me or something. Dot dot dot. Hammers. <laughs> Judging by the reaction at the meetup last night, Sowie must be the new this week in league mascot. He's got hash pew pew pew. What a which is your chance to turn out to regale everyone with the story. Fucking, I tell ya, I um. <clears throat> first thing before we get into the story, the first thing that needs to be established is the cunts who've made the who who you know whose inactivity resulted in the cancellation of the official one. Sure. Did a massive disservice to themselves. It was, it was a fairly small yet rowdy group, and uh, Cruzy, uh, CJ, Mup, Mad Dog, Toto, and Hammers. Yep. Uh, what a night! What a night was had. I um, I got there as quick as I could. I had a bit of a uh, a full on day uh, with Nicklin being in hospital, etc. I. Uh, Got Leo sorted in the afternoon, handed him to my mum, rushed out the door, got the train, hooked it into Hotel LA, and there they were. Yep. Just you can. I saw, first who was, who I was saw, first there? Who was I said Mup was there when you got there? I saw Mup, and he was. I instantly recognised him, but he was much uglier in real life than I ever thought that he was, and um, it was clear that his little stint on television. There, there were several hours in the makeup chair. There was CGI fucking yeah. involved. <laughs> Jesus. Who knew the Channel 10 roving like, reporters had CGI? That, he dead set. He got the makeup artists from Lord of the Fucking Rings that make up the orcs. Yeah. They, yeah. He got them involved yeah. prior to going on TV, clearly. Um, 
giving Mup a bit of a hug because I felt so sorry for him. Anyway, so and proceeded to pump a few bourbons into me. And yep. uh, by the time the end of the Roosters Panthers game rolled around, we were getting a little bit rowdy and uh, having a bit of fun and a bit of bit of a laugh. Then Sowies, uh, Sowies kicked the goal to tie it up yep, sideline. And there's there's just there's six shooters everywhere. It was it was like With South Central LA. Around. There was people pulling out their six shooters left, right, and center. Yeah. And uh, everyone was pew, pew, pewing and all around. The, the moment he kicked that fucking field goal, we just erupted and we were shooting each other, pew, pew, pewing at the roof and pew, pew, pewing at the TV. And it was, it, it was, it was a thing of beauty. It's a good magic moment. And so, yeah, Sow, Sow he's not the, not the mascot. He's I mean, definitely not going to be a mascot because you know he's still Jamie Soud. He's a cunt. But exactly. the pew, pew, pew. It's just. That, that's the thing that will happen whenever alcohol and Penrith games are, uh, are, uh, are taking place at the same time. Check that out. Fucking did see it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just talking about you, are pop Wankovicence. Now, Mitch EFC 17, aka Tigers Mitch. Hand of Foran, seventh tackle gate, and now Sim suspended. Hash Louis Karma working a treat again. Absolutely. Facebook. Wasn't a lot of Twitter this week. Facebook. We, uh, Got some positive feedback on the uh, the, the meetup from Cruzy. He said, awesome night with some of the lads from Tool Nation Brisbane. Great to meet and catch up with all y'all. Glenn, CJ, Mad Dog, Matt and Toto. See you at the next meetup, lads. Yes, we definitely will. And yeah, if I can encourage anyone um, for, for any future, if it was anything like that, fuck, it was a laugh. Yeah, and and I think that I think maybe we, we don't make the mistake of a, you know, an official space thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. If yeah, it's yeah. a place where you can, you know, jam a ton of people in, no matter how many turn up, yeah, and just do it that way, which is, you know, a lesson we learned and a lesson that we're taking forward to Sydney, but we'll get to that later. Saguna, in Saguna, Saguna. fellas, can you give me a shout out on the next episode? I'm getting married next weekend. Oh, is he making that story up, Nathan? I'd say he's making it up. <laughs> oh, really? It's probably when his fucking real doll gets delivered. You could. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> But can you imagine him? You know, the priest is there with the little pillow with the rings on it. Saguna yeah. just pulls it out of his hands and kicks it away. <laughs> and, and I think he's either honeymooning or getting married up here because his next thing is, by the way, how far are you guys from the Gold Coast? So, uh, yeah. I actually might be going guess, down to Gold Coast on Sunday too for a comp. So. He's on his fucking honeymoon. Yeah, he wants to fucking, he obviously wants to, it's like the old Prima Nocta thing. You've seen Braveheart, right? I can't remember it. It's like the old, the old Lord thing, you know, with the, the, the Lord of the Village or whatever, had the, the, the rite of Prima Nocta, which was like the, the first night. So it's like the, the Lord of the Village comes come down to the wedding <laughs> and he gets the first crack at the wife. I don't, I don't like where this is headed. <laughs> um, yeah. Considering he's probably made up the whole fucking thing. Um, yeah, so... We're, yeah. Not, we're not too far from the Gold Coast, to answer your question. But yeah, I mean, you know... A real doll, I mean, you know, the technology's looking great now. I mean, like, they can actually... They, Take a they, flashlight. They look more realistic than Halle Berry, that's for sure. They act better. Matt Landrigan. Story... He's got a Oscar winner, Nathan. Lost, yeah, I know, but hasn't she fucking declined, though? You want to talk about declines? Really? Fuck me. I haven't seen her recently. She's in that fucking Extant show. It's on what? Channel 10 or something. Some fucking... Got an alien baby or something in her. She's an astronaut... You know, really? Yeah, it's, I mean, that's realistic. But, um, <laughs> anyway, I'll, she'll always be a Bond girl to me. Oh. 
She'll always be getting smashed from behind um, on the Pop. couch by Billy Bob. <laughs> to me. You just had to do it, didn't you? Just had to. What can you just say? I'm a film buff. <laughs> Matt Landrigan. There's a story. Matt Landrigan. Fucking, he he had a he had a membership returned, and uh, got it back to him. And he and this this guy's wanted the membership more than anyone. The fucking you could feel the desire <laughs> for the membership. So <laughs> he sends messages. I'm like, dude, you know, got the tracking number. It's, it's it says it's on the way. You should be getting it in a couple of days. And he's like, all right. Then he sends a message <laughs> to Facebook. Picture this, if you will. Eleven twenty-two a.m. Posty rides past the house, drops off junk mail, sneers indifferently at me as I stand forlorn next to the mailbox. No package. Another blow on what's already been a shitty morning. Melanoma grows another couple of millimetres. Day does not improve. 1.10pm, I smash a stubby into my esky while loading the essentials for golf. I've reached an idea of my existence, silently question the reasons to go on as a single tear rolls down my cheek. Shit football team. Indifferent family. Unemployment. Glance around for a convenient way to end it all. Settle for broken stubby glass across the wrist. It seemed poetic somehow. One twelve pm I hear the posty bike again. Now consider murder-suicide. But, but lo, he stops and delivers unto this poor sinner his twill membership package. Today you saved a life. Or a really serious cry for attention. <laughs> <laughs> and I threw some extra cools in some of the, the old school ones I had lying around. Just to, just you know, because the dude clearly, you know, he fucking wanted it so bad. Like, you know, And he said, uh, thanks for the extra coolers. You cunts are all right. <laughs> Have a great weekend. I'm off to break my membership cooler in. Is possibly the saddest thing I've ever heard. Matt Landrigan also. I mean, you, I don't know if you. I don't know how much, how, how often you read our Facebook uh, inbox. Always. But he's he's the Aussiest guy alive. Like he'll reply to something and you'll go, "Thanks, Cobber." Well, he's he is that's, literally that's, that's the Aussie. Aussie isn't it? Since fucking Steve Irwin got fucking stitched up by the fucking Stingray, he is the Aussiest guy alive now. Matt Landrigan. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, that was you're not the most, you're not known for your subtlety, but that was brilliant. Email from one of the Mitch I, the, the oh, Broncos Mitch. Which uh, one? Doyle. Uh, hey boys, heard some cunt waxing lyrical about Brett Stewart on this week's podcast, and thought it was finally time I sent this story about the great man himself. Around June or some shit last year, me and the boys were going to a mate's law cruise in Sydney Harbour. The event kicked off and finished up at Cargo Bar. That may mean, mean something to you guys. Anyway, when we arrived, there were plenty of the Eagles boys just chilling, having a beer, checking out all the dumb cunt 18 to 25-year-olds in onesies. The theme was animal onesies. Thought nothing of it. We go off on the cruise, get fucking loose. I don't remember what time we got back, but it seems like all the manly players are gone. Anyway, bust in to hang a piss, so I duck off to the men's. Whilst at the urinal letting go, I hear someone over my shoulder yell, Hey, it's you! I turn slightly mid-piss and notice it's Brett Stewart. At this point, Brett runs up to me and tackles slash hugs me whilst I'm still taking a piss at the urinal. He then repeats, It's you, mate. How you going? In my blind and shocked state, by this time the pissing had stopped, obviously. I don't know what to say. I responded, Nah, mate, it's not me. Brett yells, Nah, fuck off, it's you. Anyway, after a bit of drunk back and forth, Brett realises that indeed, it's not me. Whilst washing our hands, Brett makes the connection that I'm one of the cunts from that animal shit. (laughs) And asked if there's any hot chicks I know and where we'd been. Anyway, long story short, five minutes later, Brett's on the middle in the middle of young uni girls buying drinks for a lot of them. Ends up tearing up the dance floor with some of the ladies and the rest is history. The only other manly player I could spot in the venue was Justin Horro, sitting quietly in the corner alone. <laughs> 
So in summary, went to a bar, got tackled whilst pissing by Brett Stewart. Snake ends up cutting loose on the dance floor, hanging out for some jailbait pussy. Seemed like a top bloke, just a loose cunt. <laughs> Excellent story. Excellent My favourite part was Justin Horro sitting in the corner alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's probably doing a lot of that these days, too, the way he's going this year. Now, um, function, members. We have decided, and with the aforementioned uh, Mitch Doyle, who uh, has helped facilitate some of this stuff, We've come to a decision. Sunday, October 5th, grand final day. We shall be jetting down into Sydney, getting in there about 10.30. We will then proceed to our hotel, which will be in the Surrey Hills area, at which point we'll proceed to El Loco on Fovo Street, Surrey Hills. And uh, it is a it is a, a taqueria. A fucking what? Taco place. Yeah, that's all you have to say, mate. So Fuck fucking... me dead. I ain't going to speak in French on the show. $5 tacos, plus some other awesome sounding shit like Cuban sandwiches and stuff. Just fucking amazing. Booze, all the rest of it. Attached itself to the side of a pub. Excelsior, I believe is the name. If you know what I'm saying. It opens at midday on Sunday, so midday sounds like a good idea when to kick it off. Given the, the grand final, what kicks off about 7 o'clock these days, doesn't it? Something like that. Yeah, so I reckon we oh. could easily spend fucking three hours getting on it and smashing tacos there. Before. I'll tell you what. Yep. Depending on who's participating in the grand final. Yep. And who rocks up to the uh, to the meetup. Yeah, we may not fucking and bother depending, going to the home. Depending <laughs> how the, the afternoon rolls around, someone might end up with a free grand final ticket, just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. It is possible. And, uh, I'm, like, yeah, I'm not going to go that. Fuck that. I'm fucking got to sleep. Got to get a flight at nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so they open at midday. We'll kick it off at midday. Um Now, it's, <clears throat> I mean, it's it's apparently a fairly cruisy place, so, you know, a lot of space. And they, do, I did notice on their website though that they Mitch Doyle's fucking head in there. Well, they say they say that I should say it's not far from Central Station. It looks like it's only five minutes walk from Central. So, so people who want to kick on there, that's great. Do so. People who are going to the grand final, they should be running direct services from Central out to um, the Olympic Park train station. So you'd think they'd run fairly regularly. I wonder as well. if they'll have TVs on to watch the Tigers in the grand final for the under twenties. They're going to make it. Please. <laughs> they, they always do, and then they then the players get into the fucking into the man shit in the yeah, look, and the other. If it's one thing the Tigers do well, it's 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 the twenties. It's, it's once they get to first grade, it's, it's where the teach, problems teach, start to teach children to play rugby league. Yeah. And then, yeah. then uh, they, what they don't do is they don't bulk them up though, and then the biscuit legs tend to become a problem in their first grade careers. Mitchell Moses, he's potentially got the greatest set of biscuit legs. Yeah, like yeah. He's, he's got a couple of Scotch fingers running around under him. He's got he's he's got fucking potential fucking Michael Ennis written all over him too. Just for fucking germ. Yeah, but he's that's all right. I like it. He's a young kid. <laughs> you like it because he's a Tigers jersey. He's young, he's, yeah, he's, he's a young kid having a go. He's a little, little Aussie battler trying to make his way in a tough, harsh world. It's a tough game. It's a man's game. He's trying to make his way. <laughs> now, um, we, so I think it's probably safe if we make a group booking. So we want to get ballpark kind of numbers. Um, I don't think it's going to be 100% you know, essential, but it's just to get an idea of who's coming. Make it easy for us to sort rather than just like, you know, hitting us up on Twitter and going, Yeah, I'm coming. We're like, Yeah, okay, cool. Fucking forget it two minutes later. Send an email to hello at thisweekinleague.com if you're coming, if you're thinking of coming. In the subject line of the email, put El Loco. That way I can go, Okay, cool. Have to do I'll that? follow them it's in. No, you'll, you'll be there. I know that. I'm just going to assume you're there. Making a group booking for two. Anyone else? <laughs> anyone else's gravy. <laughs> but so, yeah, if you want to join us for some, uh, some tacos and cervezas or margaritas. 
Or bourbons, as your preference may be? Tequilas? What if they don't sell bourbon? I'll have to go next door. Just go tequilas. Sit on my own. Just go tequilas. <laughs> By 12.15, I'll be on a stretcher. They got some fucking tremendous sounding um, margaritas too. You'd fucking drink a margarita. Jesus. I mean, you won't drink beer. No. I'm you won't drink wine. No. Unless you tip half them out and fill it up with lemonade. Correct. Maybe they'll make you a fucking cerveza shandy. <laughs> maybe, I'll just, maybe I'll just go next door and have a bourbon. Corona, corona shandy. At midday. But it's got like $5 tacos and the and the sandwiches are like, you know, sort of 10 bucks. Well, it looks pretty pretty cheap way to smash a ton we, of food and a ton of drinks. What time are we flying in? Maybe we could get some, uh, you know, make a day of it. Travelers. Get some travelers. Surely the cabbie won't mind. We'll get a, a generous cabbie. Had a thought about this earlier. The idea would have been to get some duty-free, pick a domestic flight that flies out of the international terminal. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Wow. Well, you know, yeah, the cabbie on there. I mean, well, you know, sure, there's bound to be a bottle over in, you know, oh, reasonable. Yeah, you know, unless someone wants to come pick us up in the airport and doesn't mind us drinking in the car. Fucking, that would be the ultimate member right there. That would be almost member number one potential for next season. If you were to come and pick us up from the airport... Have some travellers ready to go. Oh, don't expect them to pay for the travel. <laughs> no, no, we'll pay, we'll pay for them. Just what a them. fucking surprise, Nathan. No, you don't want to put your hand no, in your pocket. We'll, we'll, pay, we'll pay for them. No, I'm, I'm just saying, but... Like, like fucking stumps, we'll call you. Just to just just fucking grease it. Just to, just to fucking to, to grease the wheels. Yeah. Have them ready, and okay. we'll fucking we'll fix you up for fucking yeah, you know, six I've or whatever. Yeah, I've heard that before, Nathan. I've heard that before. So, that would be sensational. The challenge is out there, but anyone who's got, who wants to rock up, all are welcome, not just members. If you listen to the show, we're very happy to meet you. Hello at thisweekinleague.com and uh, in the subject line, put El Loco, just so we get a gauge for how many people are going to rock up. And uh, yeah, look forward to... I've, usually, on the day of the grand final, we have a shitty fucking like RSL or Leagues Club kind of meal. It's not a terrific way to start the day. I'm really looking forward to smashing the fuck out of some of these tacos and getting blind. That meal that we had at Manly Leagues wasn't too bad. Was it? I, I don't, don't remember. Even, I don't even remember what the fuck I had. Maybe it's just it's, it's, it's Leagues Club stuff. I remember having to wait a fucking long time for it, and I was hungry because we were drinking on empty yeah. stomachs. Yeah. But uh, I polished off three stubbies before we got our meal. Actually, I had a fucking great meal last year before the grand final. We went to like the Ivanhoe somewhere just on the on the Corso there, and uh, I think I had some fucking ribs or some sliders or something. No, oh, it, it was delicious. Yeah, that was actually great. But yeah, it's always good to line the stomach for a heavy day because you know we're known for rocking up to ANZ blind. It's happened. And it's going to happen again this year. And then the people who couldn't make it or couldn't be fucked to go into El Loco, they're going to be pouring rums and bourbons and shit down our throats there. So you need to fortify the stomach <laughs> for what's to come. <laughs> Considering I've got a 9 a.m. flight the next morning. Yeah. That's going to yeah, be interesting. Better. I've got fucking 10. Mm-hmm. Are we going to the airport together? Yeah, you I can just fuck around for I would say half so. an hour. So, I would say I've got a friend who's coming back from overseas on that at 9 o'clock. So... We may catch up for coffee before I fuck off, so we'll see. News. Okay, the first story. Channel 9 Supremo David Gingell has thrown his support behind live Sunday afternoon NRL broadcast from next season in a huge victory for long-suffering fans, meaning, you know, Twitter really, because 
the bitch fest is, you know, <laughs> it's, it's interminable. But this is actually a bitch fest that I support. Ginjal will meet club chief executives this week to discuss next year's scheduling that is now likely to include a 4pm Sunday kickoff shown live in the Channel 9 News. The lead-in ratings to 9 6pm News Bulletin were the highest of the footy season last Sunday night after the live coverage of the Bulldogs vs Storm semi-final in Melbourne. As a footy tragic, I want live live football on Sundays, Ginjal said. Whilst fucking... Whilst, whilst never moving a fucking fingernail <laughs> towards live football on a Sunday in history of ever. I'll talk to the CEOs this week and to Dave Smith during the off-season. Live is always better for viewership and whatever makes rugby league better, I'm happy to look at. Really? I've got a fucking... I could make a list for you, Ginge. Where to start. Clearly James Packer has smacked some sense into the man. Yeah, the problem for Nine is finding enough advertising opportunities and breaks in play. Well, they seem to have Do All Right and Origin and anything else where it's live, right? Yeah. Sure, they're not as massive breaks as they are in the delayed telecast of four, you know, four pm three. But still, I mean, after a try scored or you know, I saw an interesting, goal, uh, interesting after... thread today uh, involving one of the Penrith nerds and some other people that were silly enough to converse with Penrith nerds. Um, You're talking about the perm, right? The perm. Yep. 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 I, I didn't. Perm better quite. fucking show his face at this uh, taco thing too, just quietly. Even though we've met him before at the UFC a couple of years ago. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. The perm, mm-hmm. you'd have to, you'd have to, you'd question the man's integrity and his character if you didn't rock up, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah, I, I do it daily would. anyway, but yeah, yeah. I would definitely question, you know, what, what's he made of? He's coming reckon, from, where does he live now? Fucking Bondi? Bondi? Yeah. On the beach? Through a shunter, I mean, like, I bet you. How fucking, do you get the like, sand out of the perm? <sighs> what's he doing what was he thinking moving to Bondi he's a shut in Bondi it doesn't matter if he's at Bondi I mean he's just the chance of going to the beach is the same as if he lived in fucking Ayers Rock true <laughs> he's yeah I'll tell you I'll hunt the perm down if he doesn't rock up look there has I'll, to be a meeting of the Penrith nerds well I'm, I'm expecting Shunner to fucking to wheel his way up there like <laughs> it's if he can do it have they got disabled access it's, it's an excellent question. I hope oh, he's what's going to happen now? Where's... Oh, look, Shunner's out the front. He can't get up the stairs. <laughs> well, Perm, so, Perm can turn up and just fucking sweep him off his feet and comes in and then the music... Do, do, do. And, uh... <laughs> Shunter guard. <laughs> oh, there's a Photoshop opportunity in that for you, Gregson. Get remember, into it. Remember that Trotter's guard one? That's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, so um, massive digression there, but but, uh, the perm had an excellent idea and he was talking about like pre-game shows and whatnot. Yeah, like a lead-in and, and, you know, there's advertising opportunities there as well and just got to be creative with it. At the end of the day, it's a billion-dollar enterprise, you know. There's nothing to say they couldn't move some of the footy show shit in the morning to lead into the game and then have like this block of like, you know, three, four hours of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would work. Yeah, I'd, I'd fucking watch it. I'd much prefer to watch it than I would Sunday morning because mm. Sunday morning often conflicts with you know UFCs and stuff. Exactly. So, look, I'm sure I'm sure there's a way that they can make it work, and I'm just I don't understand how AFL can have a dedicated channel but NRL can't. That fucking annoys. That that is one of like, I, I get fucking ragey when I just think about that shit because that's I mean fucked. It's pretty pretty good negotiation on their part. How did the NRL not negotiate that? Even after the fact. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. how's, where's our fucking dedicated channel? Yep. Yep. There's all the content in the world there. Mate, because fucking AFL, man. That cunt's fucked. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> that sport. Oh, I just hate it. 
And they, they just, oh, yeah. Did I tell you I ran third in an AFL tipping comp? <laughs> that tells me. And about fourth last in the NRL one. <laughs> I, would, I would suggest that uh, that, that favourites often won in AFL this year. And it was a much more, uh, you know, much no, I did less pick a few upsets. I just don't have any emotional connection. Yeah, and that's Whereas true. in the like, NRL. You're tipping the Tigers and you yeah. know, they've they got like, what, three wins or how many wins they got this year? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, that's the, I'm I'm done with that story. Actually, that'll do. Um, next one. The reigning Dick Smith NRL Auckland Nines champions, the North Queensland Cowboys, will take on some of the game's top teams in next year's competition. They'll play the Storm Panthers and Rabbitohs in their pool games and tournament, which will be played at Eden Park on January 31 and February 1st next year. So the draw and the pools are out. Uh, they're drawn today by the uh, the NRL, and. Uh, including players such as uh, Trent Merrin, Nathan Peets, and some Jillaroo and Quick Kiwi Fern players, uh, Maddie Studden and Serena Fisso, along with uh, Dick Smith, electronic CEO, not Dick Smith himself, oh. Nick Abood, the CEO. Dick Smith is probably not even a part of that company anymore. I don't know. I don't know either way. I, was I mean, it'd be nice to, get, yeah. nice to get a bit of Dick involved. Doesn't hurt, does it? No. I always <laughs> like to get Dick involved. Yeah. I always like to see Dick involved. Now they're gonna the current women's rugby league Great world Australia. champions, the Jillaroos, will play three nine per side matches against New Zealand's Kiwi Ferns at the event too. Nice. So get a bit of nice international addition. woman flavour like in there, it. yeah. Live on Sky Television Not and much uh, dick involved. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and nines broadcast. Now the uh, the quote is uh, the the spirit of the Auckland Nines is to create an event that we can develop and grow, and the decision to include the women's teams was the next natural step. The uh, football operations manager of the NRL, Nathan McGurk, said. McGurk. Their inclusion creates more games and provides longer breaks for all teams participating, as well as showcasing some of the best female players in the world. So, I like how they're they're integrating like the women's mm. uh, rugby league and also this new the well, it's not so much new at the moment, but the touch footy initiative as well. Yep. And um, I like the extra work that they're doing on those. You know, not just focusing on the NRL and and development for the NRL like the, the touch footy side of, of things and also developing the women's game as well it's, it's, yep. a, it's a nice touch yep and uh, now what they also did was that uh, people were given the unique opportunity to play a part in the tournament by choosing names for each of the four pools with the most popular choices being made the pool names and the choices showcase the diversity of Auckland region's most iconic visitor destinations the choices were I fucking know I don't speak Kiwi Rangi Toto, the island's famed volcanic co- volcanic cone, or Heki, the home of nation's wineries. I thought that'd be more like Marlborough. Piha, which represents a rugged west coast beach, and, and the Mus, and, <laughs> and Jakey, and, and fucking Uncle Bully, <laughs> the <laughs> the, uh, the sexual deviant child molesting punching bags. No, the Hunua Range is one of the nation's most famous bush areas. See, if I, I mean, yeah, for me, I would have been like Lord of the Rings, Jake the Mars. <laughs> what else in the court? Middle Earth. Fucking Middle Russell Earth. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Crowded house. Yeah. Split heads. <laughs> <laughs> or Dave Dobbin or Foot Off Flats. <laughs> the Slice of Heaven. And white bait, pool. White bait fritters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the draw in the pools, uh, we got in the first pool, we got the Parramatta, Manly, Knights and Dragons. The second pool, Storm, Cowboys, Panthers, Rabbitohs. That might be the pool of death, really, but once again, in the nines, who fucking knows. Uh, the third pool, Roosters, Broncos, Bulldogs, Sharks. And the final one, Tigers, Warriors, Raiders, Titans. And honestly, that one, I mean, that could be, you know, in nines. 
you know, usually teams that aren't great at the 17 aside game. I'll smash this phone into your face. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, looks like, yeah, it's a great event, and uh, I'd love to get over there for the next one, whether it happens or not. Yeah, there's question, a million but, one uh, for me to get anywhere near it. This is about as close as I'm going to get to New Zealand for the nines, let me tell you. <laughs> next story, yeah. Uh, Brett Morris has requested a release from the final year of his contract with St. George Illawarra to join Canterbury. As a decision to allow the flyer to test his market value may backfire on the Dragons. Now, of course, this is the first story. There is a follow-up to it. The test winger wants to sign a long-term deal with the Bulldogs to join brother Josh, and his future is expected to be decided by Dragons coach Paul McGregor, who was appointed to the role full-time last month. It is understood Morris was last month encouraged to test his market worth by club management, which had suggested his contract, which is believed to be $450,000 a season, was above market value. When Brett Morris dangled the bait, he hooked a big catch with the Bulldogs prepared to reunite the Morris brothers by offering Brett a deal believed to be worth $600,000 a season over four years. Brett Morris has grown so frustrated with the club he won a premiership with in 2010 that even if the Dragons force him to honour the final year of his deal, he could still sign with the Bulldogs for 2016 as soon as November 1. The Bulldogs are sweating on Morris securing a release and joining the club for next season as they target the 28-year-old to solve their fullback woes. I was wondering whether they were going to use him... At fullback, so probably not a bad move. Certainly answers mm. answers that little problem uh, for the Bulldogs. Pretty poor form from the Dragons. Yeah, well, this is there is a follow up to it, but we'll get through this part of it first. Uh, Josh said that he would love his brother to sign with the Bulldogs. There's plenty of speculation going about. I'd love to have him at the club. It'll be nice. That's not up to me. That's up to him and his management to talk it out. Whatever decisions he makes for his future, I'm always going to support. So. The Dragons responded, and they said that contrary to that speculation, they've not offered him to other clubs, which is actually not what was said. I mean, no. it's you know, just a test of value. Uh, nor have they suggested that he test his market value external to the Dragons. The Dragons today reiterate that the club has been in negotiations for a number of months to extend Brett Morris's contract with the Dragons. Brett Morris signed a contract in 2012 for seasons 2013, 2014, and 2015, and is therefore under contract until the end of next season. The club understands there are no rules that prevent player managers from talking to other clubs about contracted players. The Dragons are aware that another club has offered Brett Morris more money than his contract sum at the Dragons for the 2015 season. The Dragons announced last week the appointment of Peter Mulholland as Director of Recruitment and Retention. Mulholland has this week begun working through the club's salary cap and roster for 2015 and beyond in conjunction with head coach Paul McGregor. So, they basically fucking deny everything. Yeah, which which often doesn't mean much. No. So, I uh, look forward in a uh, month and a half to see him well, not look forward, but or at I mean, least expect to see him sign with the dogs. Even if it's for 2016, which is... Yeah, I expect... I, it's I, a rule that I hate. I expect the 2016 thing's going to happen, for sure. It's just whether they get him out of next year as well. All right, next. Players feigning injury in the hope of drawing a penalty after the video referee has studied replays of a tackle are being forced to explain their actions and could cost their clubs a $10,000 fine if they do not come from the field to undergo a concussion test. Allegations of players diving was always likely to become an issue under concussion rules introduced this season, and one player under scrutiny recently claimed he had merely been acting after staying down but not being replaced. Questions are set to be asked by the NRL about why Brisbane centre Justin Hodges stayed on the field in last Saturday night's elimination final against North Queensland after being the victim of a shoulder charge to the head from Cowboys forward Tarek Sims. Hodges... I like this little part of it. Hodges, who refused to shake hands with Sims at full time and shouted, how many fucking premierships have you won as the players walk from the field? Really? Apparently, yeah. I mean, I never saw I never noticed that, but um, yeah, apparently. Later suggested he had little re- recollection of the incident that's resulted in Newcastle bound forward copying uh, a grade three shoulder charge ban. 
I don't remember too much, to be honest, Hodges told reporters after the match. I remember passing the ball and ending up on the ground. It's been done now. Hopefully, we will be right to play next week. So. That's direct contrast to things that he allegedly said on the field. Uh, yeah, but he's Jack, saying he can't remember it because he was concussed. Hodges, ah, but you didn't come off the field with concussion. Hodges has got a bit of a history of not shaking hands at the end of games. And for a guy yeah. that's got his history of, of grubby and fucking borderline illegal yeah. behaviour. And he's a pull his fucking head in. That's yeah. what he's saying, yeah. Um, and some of the bullshit he does, trying to niggle and carry yeah, on. Yeah, like shit, you know, with Brett Morris. Yeah. Not long ago, yeah. A couple Did of years Brett ago. Brett Morris refused to shake his hand. I was, you know, let's not be a hypocrite, Justin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But they're saying that with stakes rising in the finals, players are less willing to come from the field, and the NRL has introduced sideline monitors to enable club doctors to review footage of an incident and determine whether a player suffered a blow to the head. However, players are also more likely to stay down in a bid to gain a penalty, and those players are expected to come from the field for a sideline assessment if they show any symptoms of concussion. The issue of players diving re-emerged after Melbourne forward Junior Moores failed to get up immediately after a tackle by David Clemmer that landed the Canterbury prop on report for a high tackle in Sunday's Southern Death Finals clash at Amy Park, with some commentators complaining that a penalty would not have been awarded if Moores had got to his feet and played the ball. There have been suggestions that any player who requires treatment in such circumstances should come from the field for at least the remainder of the, f- of the set of tackles, even if the video referee does not find any illegality occurred. So I think that's... It's a sensible, it's a sensible call, and it probably does try and stamp out that ordinary f- factor of the game yep. where people diving or staying down to, to get a penalty. Coaches carry on about it all, all year, and every club has uh, has an element of it. I just um, the thing that gets me is that it's still up to a club doctor, a doctor employed by the club, yeah, or at least paid as a the, consultant uh... to the club to be determining whether players are right to go back on and uh, and contribute to the performance of the club that pays the doctor. I just think sometime there might be some furfies going on. Yeah. Players <laughs> being let back out when they should, in fact, be sitting on the sideline. I think the NRL should appoint doctors. Um, obviously, they'd have to have a few of them, but um, they'd have to, they should appoint doctors to, to do the assessments. Completely independent ones that are yeah. you know, potentially not even football, you know, like not not just ones that are employed by not employed by clubs, but ones that are just completely external to yeah. the sport. Exactly, you know what I mean? it's the only way you're going to get an accurate um, and honest assessment of of a player's, you know, and to look after their welfare, which is the the end game. Yeah, and and too often, you know, players are sent back out there when you know they're really should be sitting out. Yep. All right. And finally, key final stars Anthony Watmo and Tarek Sims have both taken early guilty pleas at the judiciary. A one-week ban for Watmo means he'll miss the elimination final against Canterbury at Allianz, while Sims' career with North Queensland is over after the Newcastle-bound enforcer accepted a five-week suspension. Sims is leaving the club for the Knights next season, meaning the Cowboys essentially had nothing to lose by challenging his reckless grade three shoulder charge on Justin Hodges at the judiciary. However, they've opted against the distraction of travelling to Sydney to argue his case, and he'll be unavailable for Friday's Southern Death Cash Clash against the minor premiers of Sydney Roosters, and for whatever football might follow for the Cowboys if they spring an upset. So, I think the uh, the Sims tackle was was definitely worthy of a lot of debate about it. There's Basically, been the others, Cowboys fans think others. he should have walked, and everyone else thinks he should have got five weeks. 
look, I think there's there's been other tackles that haven't been a million miles from that that haven't been. Yeah, punished. Well, you're Tony Williams one way, nothing happened mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. yeah. So um, you were always going to have that those grey areas and those those tackles as comparisons to. Yep. Um, you know, the, the it, it comes down to to individual assessment, and I think the sometimes the reputation of the player and how injured the oh, player. Yeah. Um, that got hit was, yeah. and which probably calls into um, into play the, the topic we just spoke about about players staying down and exactly. concussions, etc. Um, what moves one? Um, it's it's like we spoke about the the other week. You know, players can contribute to it, and in the more players in the tackle, lifting and twisting, it can lead to some pretty ugly affairs. Um, the the end of the day, there needs to be a clamp down on on players lifting legs. I think that's what it comes down to, and um, I think they should. There needs to be a way to reward good legs tackles, players tackling yeah. players around the legs. And, and, there and is and no reward say, for that at the moment. And dare I say, punishing punishing fucking porpoises and dolphins who try and fucking <laughs> narwhals who try and die fucking on the ground to draw penalties. <laughs> um, I just think that you know the the days of a good legs tackle where someone's cut down now, you know. Players are kicking straight out of the, of the tackle. There's no there's no there's no decrease in speed when no, you do the legs tackle exactly. because if you if you'd make the legs tackle, grab hold of their legs, run back to marker, and you just spin them around, you know, clockwise while you while you're doing yeah. that, that's fucking leg pull. Usually yeah. you're penalised for that shit. Exactly. So yeah, you can't do it. Um, and I was really like Jaden Hodges fucking sliced around the legs, winding back the clock. But you know, unless you've got a second guy there with you at that minute to jump mm. on, you know, it's it's uh, it's an effective way to bring a guy down, but it's no way to win a ruck. Well, that's exactly right, but it makes it harder for you know guys like Jaden Hodges, who's not the biggest yep. hooker. Yep. He's not the stockiest dude. Yep. So he's hardly going to overpower guys. Yep. Um, especially guys running through the middle like mm-hmm. props and yep. and big strong second rowers. Yep. Um, you know, legs tackles is his most effective weapon defensively, and yep. there's no reward for it. Yeah. With the what my thing, saw uh, you know Manly, uh, uh, well known Manly fan Bone saying that um. Could have gone for the uh, off the uh, uh, out of the box thinking on this Watmo thing. Lyon got done for it as well, but because he's got no prize, he uh, he escapes with an early guilty plea. So his suggestion was that Lyon takes the early guilty plea like he did. So he's done. He's been punished for the tackle. They rock up to the judiciary. Watmo goes, "I didn't do it. Jamie was one lifting." And Jamie says, "Yeah, my bad. I was one lifting." Yeah, he's already taking his punishment with no prize. What my walks? <laughs> um, yeah, that would have been hilarious if that had have happened. And can you imagine the imagine tears. the fucking t- Twitter tears if that if they had even tried it? In the end, I mean, I saw what my on Twitter say that he's just um yeah that spoke to the lawyers and it was just too risky, so they'll just take the one and you know back next week for the looking game against Penrith. To, looking forward to turning out for Parramatta next season. Maybe, but you know, he's, still, he's still got a grand final to win yet. Recaps, the second qualifying final, not the first one, because you wouldn't want to give a team an extra day's rest or anything. Mighty Manly Seagulls, 24. South Sydney Rabbitohs, 40 at Allianz. Or, or you know, maybe call it Redford Arns. Uh, crowd, 
which is important, 25,733. 25, and uh, the Seagulls 24 came from tries to Brett Stewart, Jamie Lyon, Tom Simons and Chase Blair. Lyon, four from four conversions. The Rabbitohs, their <laughs> points came from... Any what? reason you're reading out Manly's score first when they it's fucking lost the game? Home team. The fuck does that matter? They lost the game. It's the first fucking team on the list, bitch. That's why. Copy and paste. Rabbitohs. Double to Reynolds. Luke Keery, Lottie to Keery. Double to Alex Johnson. Dylan Walker. Reynolds, six from seven conversions. If a West Tigers player ever had a game like George Tafua had, we'd be hearing about it for years to come. Bo Ryan, for example. Well, <laughs> Lottie to Keery, for example. Yeah, but... I mean, you do though. I mean, because you've had this year, this year alone. I mean, we've we've heard about it this Man year. Man had a fucking shocker, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of Tafua, and he's he's done some amazing things on the field over the last couple of seasons. But Jesus Christ, at that's one point, to forget. At what point do you say? Clearly, I'm fucking injured. I've been playing injured all season. The brace allows me to get on the field, but it restricts me from fucking raising my hand, arm above my head, and you know, really doing anything effective other than catching the ball and running. So, look, I think I need to get myself right. At what point do you do that rather than getting hooked yourself? Like, what point do you go? Look, it's a pretty, yeah, it's it's a pretty big time game um, to be to be chancing your arm, so to speak, with an injury. And, yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was found out and it was exploited. And and, exa- and, and every point that they scored in the first half was a, was a, either directly or indirectly down mm. to Tafua. You said it was. I mean, the brace restricted him lifting his arms above his head, but you know, stopped him doing anything but catching the ball and running. But he didn't do a lot of catching the ball either. Well, that's the, no, he didn't catch. Well, you know, I mean, catching the ball from a pass. Yeah. Because you get, if you get an out jump, you get an out jump because you can't he fucking jump up and take a mark. Passes were uh, being dropped as well, Nathan. He made a few errors. Let's say that. I don't know if he did. Did he, did he drop? I don't even know if he dropped passes. He dropped or at least one. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. But the uh, the highlight was Lottie Takiri. I'm oh. turning back the clock. Lottie Takiri acting like yeah, acting like he's George Tafua. The man's come on in leaps and bounds since he shaved his head. It was like, it was like fucking Kristen Inu against Lottie Takiri in the final. <laughs> <laughs> Except the roles were reversed. Look, and, when you're, and when you're playing the Lottie Takiri role in the equation, you, know, you may as well fucking give it up. What a difference Adam Reynolds makes to, to the South. Um, they played the Roosters about a week ago and, um, and just... Couldn't get the job done against the Roosters. The, the, the Chooks were far too strong for them, and they lacked that structure and that guidance that Reynolds, um, you know, has when he steers them around the park. Um, for this game, I thought his kicking game was really good. He was heavily involved early, um, and that really set the tone for South. They they got their tails up, and um, Fords rolled through the middle quite well. Um, Manly didn't really have uh, too many answers there. Um, I think Manly's heads weren't on, and that was a factor. But there was there was no answer to South forwards and the pace. I think they were South on initially. Attack. I think they were on for like the first fifteen minutes because they actually like they almost scored a try, and then there was a soft fucking penalty, piggyback penalty from Rabbitohs member Kevin Hayne to Adam Reynolds. That's got got him down the field the first time, and then that's when fucking Jorge made his first fuck up. Because remember they they scored twenty two points in the first half. Two of them were direct tries on on Jorge. And um, the other two were from fifth tackle kicks that weren't anything special that he dropped and knocked it on and gave him six again or a scrum or, you know, or something like that, which they then scored from, you know, that following set of six. So, I mean, it just, it mystified me that Chase Blair was on the bench and to, I would have fucking hooked him like yeah, probably by the 30 minute mark. You know, that's being generous. And uh, I think yeah. South um, 
probably answered a few people that were, they were questioning their, their ability in big games after the after the Roosters game, even though they were without Reynolds. I think they come up, they came to play against Manly, and for the first week of the finals, they um, you know the pressure only intensifies from here, and they have to stand up and show that they're capable of dealing with that from here on in. But that's it. Um, We've seen this from the Rabbitohs before, but uh, in two weeks, that's the real pressure game for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know. I know their fans would definitely be keen for them to to answer um, all those critics. Um, they've been they've been there for the last several years, you know, with this um, run that they've been on of, of success. So, um, you know, all anyone's had over them over that time is that they, they have choked at the, at the final or next to last hurdle. And um, yeah, this is this is their chance at, at redemption. They got away to a really good start in this final series here against Manly and and dominated them for for you know, 60 minutes or so before putting the queue in the rack. And I wonder if that's a concern for uh, Maguire as well. You know, that they certainly, um, you know, slipped it back into fucking neutral there for a good 15, 20 well, minutes. Well, I mean, look, and, you know, Manly weren't interested in playing football until they got that first try. And when they got the first try, then they're like, okay, start playing football. And then they scored some fucking great tries. Like, like, like just the, the sheer desperation of a guy like Jamie Lyon to score that fucking try he scored with the ball rolling away and you know what I mean? Like he just gets it down and you know, before the corner that, yeah. you know, then they actually started looking like, okay, yeah, let's play some football. And they did. Yeah. No, it was some nice and Chase Blair got on the field finally. And what's he do? Scores a fucking great try. Some nice consolations when the game is well and truly fucking over. Yeah. And unfortunately we don't get any, uh, we, we get hardly any fucking tweets because a lot of, because like the Rabbitohs, they fucking, uh, like the Rabbitohs fans, Twill Nation went off early and you wouldn't believe the amount of fucking tweets I'm going to say that it was at least 15 tweets saying something about 40 nil. Yeah. Except. It wasn't. <laughs> except that Manly scored a lot of points <laughs> to take it far away from 40 nil. And, um, and honestly, that I had to, that, that eliminated 70% of the tweets we got about this game <laughs> because people were just fucking counting on it to be 40 nil. Now, um, where are we? Uh, Benny27. It takes a special team to beat a premiership side 40 nil. Too bad you're not good enough, Souths. That's impossible. The Rabbitohs tried to score a point for each year they've choked, but they ended up choking with that too. Hash, Ava Karma. Which is, uh, I mean, I'll give myself a pat on the back for fucking hammering him as hard as I hammer Robert, Robert Louis. <laughs> Mitch EFC at 17. Brave fight back from Manly, under the pump and playing away from home. So brave. So, <laughs> so brave. <laughs> That's creative. It is. Unky D, that's so brave to become a real thing, isn't it? Unky D, Manly need to punt anyone that wants to go and hire some enthusiastic, passionate players that want to win rather than expect to. Tor Hayden. What a fairly accurate assessment of his team's performance. Someone's turned over a new fucking leaf come the finals. He's a no, no, Unky D's, he's, he's, a, he's like the biggest wet blanket fucking Manly fan. I mean, they lose a game and the fucking sky's falling. Like, like any game. Like, you know, maybe the Tigers, wow. like, you know, lose a, oh my God. Calm down, son. You finished equal first. Fucking settle. Tall Hayden. Easy to recap the Manly game. Just replay Nate's audio from last week. Tafua bashing was spot on. Hash Nastradamus. Word. Andy underscore Siegs. Corabetti Corridor. Ashford Alley. Move over. Manly have opened up the Hiku Hallway. It should be Hiku Highway. Come on, son. Not Hiku Hallway. And Tafua Terrace. Very open. And, uh, and Unky D gets the final word. Much has been said of Lottie's performance, but even Stephen Hawking would have scored a hat-trick marking to four. <laughs> and a lot's been said about the home game thing. Like, as the venue not being Rookvale, 
put that to bed. I mean, it is what it is. Fucking leave it alone. However, the NRL, fucking, I'd like to put it all squarely on the shoulders of Todd Greenberg if I could, because I don't know who else is, would would have made these decisions. But that game was fucking wrought from start to finish. They had Cardinal and Myrtle fucking lights up on the inside, you know, beaming up in the inside of the stadium for the whole game. Pyro and South came out playing Glory Glory. Played Glory Glory at full time, which wouldn't, if, if that was at Brookvale, any, at any fucking thing, they didn't play any of the, uh, they didn't play the Penny song at SFS the next day when they won. <laughs> they'd have, I mean, you know, they didn't play the Doggy song down in Melbourne after they won. Absolutely unfucking believable. You get a Rabbitohs member, a, a Rabbitohs ticketed member, Kevin Hayne, refereeing the game. I mean, fuck me, Greenberg. You're some kind of cunt. Next, the first qualifying final. Sydney Roosters. Actually, no, I don't want to get in trouble with Glenn here and not reading really them Penrith Panthers, 19, defeated the Sydney Roosters, 18. Important point, the crowd, 23,449. The important fact there is it's about 3,000 less than the other game where apparently fans don't travel. Guess uh, Penrith and uh, Roosters fans don't travel either. And but dare, dare fans say, do, so credit to them. Dare, dare I say travel less. It's had some people in the ground um, texting me saying that, like, there was actually fucking, there was, a, there was a decent whack of Manly fans there and not as many South fans as they thought. I mean, they expected it to kind of be filled because, you know, like, South to fill it. But unfortunately, when half of your members are fucking pets and the other half are on fucking tombstones. Quite frankly, uh, I think both crowds are pretty fucking disappointing for finals yeah, games. I fucking agree 100%. I think the home teams in the, in know, the South and the Roosters should be themselves. Trolling aside, at the end of the day, you've got four Sydney clubs. Look, yeah. At the, the end, fuck could you not get to the... Look, it's the finals. And, you know... The thing that... And, and I this, just don't fucking get it. They should be getting 50,000 there. And this is the thing. It's it's actually like... It's it's a sign of the times. I, I don't know what the, the fact fuck... The it only holds 40, that probably doesn't help. I don't know what the fucking variables are that made things change so much in the space of a decade. Because I remember going to see Manly versus the Warriors in 2008, which was the game to get into the, was it the second round or the game to get into the grand final in 2008. And fucking, that was like packed. Remember Parra It was full Bulldogs? and it was, a, it was New Zealand yeah. and Manly and it was fucking packed. Parra Bulldogs in 2009. Yeah. And that Two was like, Sydney clubs. There's like 50,000. Like 60,000. Yeah. And then you get games like you get like the 2008 grand final, for example. Any grand final featuring Manly, you get fucking like 40,000 Manly fans there. Can't go to the fucking games that are just you know. It's I just don't get it. You know, like and Panthers Roosters. You know, yes, it's a bit of a hike for Penrith fans. You would have been home by 11 o'clock. Yeah, but fuck's sake, fuck's sake, it's Saturday night. Your team's in the finals. This is the thing. It is a Saturday. You got all fucking day to roll down into the city and have a day out and go to the football. Twenty odd thousand is fucking embarrassing, especially when the Roosters are, you know, they're supposed to be premiers, and they can't even attract bandwagon support. <laughs> it's, it's so uh, yeah, terrible. Anyway, the Panthers nineteen came. That's what from makes Trista. me so sad about the West Tigers not being as competitive as what some people, including myself, would like them to be. Nathan, yeah, I mean, because you just know the, the Leichhardt five thousand that they've been getting this year would really fucking jack it up, well, wouldn't they? It has been a tough season. Nathan. <laughs> I just know that. Uh, if the Tigers were playing finals football, we wouldn't be talking about these shitty crowds. Only know? if they're playing Manly, because that's the only time they fucking turned up all year. I just you, need. You to know, go. it makes sense. I, I'd have to go I'm back and girls. check. <laughs> I'd have to go back and check. Uh, Nineteen points to Panthers. Tries to Josh Mansour and a double to Fare. Uh Jamie Sauer, two from three conversions. 
a penalty goal and a field goal. The Roosters' 18 came from tries to Michael Jennings, Sean Kenny Dowell, Mitchell Pearce. Maloney, three from three conversions. Look, the Roosters really missed Jake Friend, I thought, through the ruck. Um, Seguiaro had a good game. But the Roosters really controlled much of that game and looked like they were poised to to win it and, and win it They're fairly comfortably. away fairly yeah. comfortably, a point, yeah. Um, Penrith just proved to be a little bit too gritty and a little bit too determined and decided that it wasn't really going to happen quite like that on this night and just ever so slightly started to work their way back into the game. See how it started to be more on point with his kicking. Uh, the forwards got a little bit of a roll on, especially on the edges. Um, Lewis Brown and those sort of guys. Um, Idris was getting more and more involved and it happened slightly, but then the tipping point came, I think, Vare's first try. There was a bit of a sprinkling of class to that. Um, and they kept coming and kept coming and the Roosters, before they knew it, you know, Zelezniak's flicking a ball back inside as he's getting tossed over the sideline and Vare's touching down and... Back inside or forward inside? Sorry? That is the question. Oh, I didn't have a problem with it. I no. no, I'm just, I'm just trying. Yeah. But oh, I, the and thing- then Sowett, I mean, we've we've said a lot about Jamie Sowett. Most yeah. of the derogatory. I stand, and I stand by And I stand word. by every single fucking word of it. Yeah. He's a cat in the hat, and he, yeah. and he shall forever be known as that. But for a lot of his career, he was fucking known as a mentally fragile fucking guy that you could get. You know, well and yeah. truly under his skin and take out of a game. Some pretty clutch plays in that game to close it out. It's funny. I've never known a player to be so clutch in, in, and so and so, so like, not clutch, so so, so so disliked. Yeah, by his own team. Anytime he does something, he's got to fucking give a high five to the water boy because the fucking players don't want to come fucking even near him. Well, the players were afraid of getting shot, mate. <laughs> With his fucking lasers. He's <laughs> fucking pow pow pow. The thing that people, I mean, people, it's, this game is the perfect example of games that have an exciting or, or epic finish being like, you know, history revised as to what the game was. And this game, for 60 minutes of it, was fucking terrible. And if you, and tweets, and you look back through your timeline and you'll see people are going, when's the first grade on? Yeah. It? I mean, it was a fucking shocking game. East were not up for this game at any stage. I mean, they start yet they still got to the stage where they had a match winning lead, you know. They they could have held they could have uh, held it out. I thought they played oh, I don't think they played their best footy, but I think what they were doing was was definitely keeping their foot on the throat of Penrith for for a large part of the game. It was kind of like going through the motions version of yeah. Roosters though. Like yeah. it wasn't like they weren't, you know, anywhere near their best. And uh, I don't think they'll take too much negative out but of this the little up. pennies that could the little pennies that could and the best thing about this so game brave is, Nathan the best so thing about brave. this game is it shifts the roosters over onto the south side of the draw uh, for the finals and so there's definitely a hard path to get into the fi- grand final and yeah. an easy path to get into the grand final well, if they um, if they're successful this week that's going to make for you would think that would make for a fucking bumper crowd if you can't get a crowd to south roosters in mm-hmm. a preliminary final yep. you want to fucking turn it up wouldn't you Possibly the most hated rivalry yeah. going around at the moment now. I mean, maybe perhaps even surpassing Manly and Storm. Yeah, absolutely. You know. But Has we'll it just it. gotten more intense over the last few years? They've been of Twitter. Cunts can needle each other the whole time. Yeah. that's what, And then the, the social media accounts for the clubs is, you know, yeah, doing the love to hate thing and they're starting to, you know, they actually, you know, throw fucking care all over it, really. And then you get like some, oh, you know, expect. 
and you some master trolls, you know, and, you know, car park world champs and everyone, you know, gets pretty fucking hectic between east and south. Pico Rico or whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> Sammy Boy 1986. Well, smother me in honey and call me Sunny Bill, that fat little bastard, Sour did it. Tosser. Boxcar Jason. Those Panthers are inoffensive and appear to work hard. Good for them. <laughs> that's probably, that's a, that's that's my opinion too. I mean, like, you know, if Manly don't make it to the grand final, I mean, you know, like I expect them to make it to the grand final, then, you know, presumably it'll be at the expense of Penrith. So, you know, they'll probably be my, you know, my bandwagon against whoever fucking pops up on the other side, especially if it's Souths. I'll be all over the Penny's bandwagon. Yeah. I, I like I like the Penrith nerds, even the Perth. Yeah, I like the, I like the Penrith nerds, but I don't like the, the Penrith team so much. I like their, some of their cheerleaders. Oh, I love Daddy. Call me Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want, I want to go to the grand final with Danny. Quite frankly, if, oh. the, if Penny don't make it, you know, then she's got. She won't be working that day. She'll be free. Cool. She get my ticket. <laughs> Benny two seven. The Panthers are on fire with Cleary as coach. They must win a grand final, just like the Warriors in eleven. Chapo the creator. It appears the Panthers' easy draw has continued to the finals. <laughs> Troy, Wait, they seven. beat the minor premiers. Yeah. yeah, that's actually the first game. That's the first game they've actually decent game they played against the top side. Right time of the year to do it. Troy underscore 79. Channel 9 will be spewing about no Roosters South Grand Final. And I actually sent a tweet to Channel 9 to that effect. Time to gobble it up. <laughs> I believe my words were. And Ryan Finance. We are the defending premiers. The Cowboys are perennial chokers who have employed a wife basher. Fuck the cunts. Go East. Not really relevant to this game, but... Well, that's, that's, what, he, that's what he tweeted in the shadows of the match. I appreciate your rant. He was looking ahead to next week, you know. So yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate the forward thinking. First elimination final Saturday night. Crowd twenty five thousand one hundred twenty. So you know, not the biggest crowd of the weekend. Just saying. <laughs> you could not get any more people in that fucking thing, could you? I think. Oh well, what do you know? The manly game is actually the uh, biggest crowd of the weekend. I guess all you other cunts don't travel now. <laughs> Cowboys 32 If anyone travels, it's fucking Cowboys fans. You wanker. 3220. 1300 teeth. And uh, so there's half, half a tooth per person there this, this game. Cowboys 32 came from Double to Gavin Cooper, Kane Linnett, White Basher Cunt, Michael Morgan, Thurston, five, Dang, five conversions. You, you need to put more of a gap in there because it sounds like you, you're being very derogatory towards Michael Morgan. Oh, I, I, I apologise, Michael Morgan and Kane Linnett, who, who sandwiched the wife beating cunt. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are fine and don't slap your missus up at all unless, you know, she's into that when you're, you know, giving her a bit of. Now, Thurston, five from five conversions and a penalty goal. Broncos, 20, tries to. <laughs> degenerate gambling cunt. <laughs> ben Barber. A double to Kahu. Daniel Vito got a try. Corey Parker, two from four conversions. Jonathan Thurston again pulling the strings for the Cowboys. It's it's interesting for him whether his desire to win a comp, and, and I know there's a Bulldogs thing, but you know, yeah. as far as him in his prime, to win a premiership in his prime, his desire to achieve that, is that enough? No. <laughs> is that enough to get him over the hump? It never has been enough. No. Because they can't afford any other players. The desperation as his, as his window, you know, his prime is probably... He does everything. Closing. In attack and defense. Yeah. It's... His desperation, I just wonder if that is what tips him over the hump finally. But 
I'll never support it as long as Louis plays in the squad. Um, but you can't, you you couldn't be unhappy to see Thurston win a premiership. Oh, like I definitely could be. Really, he's Fair the most competitive him. motherfucker. If anyone has like willed his team over the line, and he's oh, played I in pre- some shit ass teams and got him oh, appreci- way pre- higher than where they should ever. Yeah, have yeah. Otherwise no, no, I, I absolutely appreciate that. But he's a Queens. He's a, you know he's, he's sentimental to Queensland players. I don't give a fuck about Jonathan Thurston. Suck my dick. He can fucking go. He's got a premiership. Shouldn't have given it to old fucking Glassjaw. He still has a fucking ring. Brett White probably got that ring now. <laughs> after, <laughs> yeah, after he looted Steve <laughs> Price's corpse. After he, fucking, <laughs> after, he fucking, after he fucking rocked old mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think the Broncos played like that. They were relieved to make the top eight. I think all the pressure of, of missing the final or, or not missing the finals um, was taken away. And they just... Didn't look like they were up for a game at all, to be honest. They were like, yeah, well, we might Carrying finals. on the Bradbury analogy from last week, where instead of Bradbury just in the last 10 metres, they actually yeah. fell face first in the last lap and just mm. had enough momentum to slide over the line before the rest of the teams. Yeah. They basically just kept sliding face first around the ice <laughs> for another fucking 40 minutes because the first... I mean, you want to talk about the, the Manly game, the Cowboys fucked them over far worse in that first half, especially in the first 15 minutes or whatever, when they pretty much raced straight out yeah, to like 18 nil in like fucking no time. And fun. those tries they were scoring were so soft. Oh, the softest ever. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that JT, his desire on his own. I know he's got some, some help there with Scott, Morgan, Louis, um, those sort of guys. But it's it all comes down to whether, you know, he has to get them to the tipping point and, and, and over it. Um, with his competitive will and desire, and fuck, you wouldn't, you wouldn't back any other player over him to do it. Yep. By pure weight of fucking, you know, exertion. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I was just probably a little bit disappointed in the Broncos. Um, they just really like played like they were, you know, satisfied to, yep. to be playing finals football and, and probably had their minds half in Bali. Yep. At it's Matthew. The Broncos in attack are like me in bed, impotent. Fairly honest. Cruzy zero six. The clock just got us. <laughs> Only wankers say that. Yeah, this thing. I say that, and I put like an LOL or a fucking, you know, pissing yourself laughing face after. But Cruzy says it in all seriousness. Shanta eighty six. After being outed as a total fuckwit on This Week in League, hash Corey Karma emerged as a forced arrival, hash Louis Karma. <laughs> still some time, still time for rugby league guys to smite Louis. And that brings us to the final game of the weekend, the second elimination final on Sunday afternoon. And uh, this one, of course, Canterbury Bulldogs 28 defeated the Melbourne Storm 4. The Doggies had 28 points attributed to Greg Eastwood, Trent Hodkinson, and a hat-trick to Tim Lafay. Four from five conversions for Hodkinson and the Storm a uh, lone try to Sisawaka in what is his final game for Storm. Never really saw that result coming, to be quite honest. No. Um, I thought that the, the Storm were probably showing enough and the fact that they were at home was, was going to be more than um, ample to get them over the dogs. Um, as it turned out, the dogs blew them off the park. This was the this was the most lopsided. I mean, yeah. like the Storm would never had a sniffer from start to finish in this game. Like, there's they were never just never never in it. It was over from the time they kicked off, and it was yeah. fucking it was weird. You could see when when Melbourne scored um, scored their try 
you, you almost got the feeling that the commentary team were sort of expected. Okay, well, here they come. Yeah, it's almost come, like yeah. they wanted them. Yeah. It was like they were willing um, them to. And then the dogs kicked again, and, and that was that. Tim Laffey, I've, I've given him a few raps this season on the show. Just, that was a big game. Yeah. And for him to score a hat-trick, yep. his footwork um, and his ability to, in broken play... Um, I'm going to give him credit for the two tries because the one that well, gave yeah, the hat-trick was just fucking dished. <laughs> sure. Um, dished from Greg Inglis pretty, after that intercept. You would think if they do put Morris in that back line at some stage, yeah. you know, with Lafoy and Morris in the centres, um, and then, you know, Brett Morris at fullback, that's, um, and, and obviously Origin halves, it's pretty uh, pretty formidable. James Graham, I think, showed how much the Storm miss a really dominant prop nowadays. Um, he's like the Thurston of Canterbury. Yeah. He's, he's the a, guy that fucking competes 100% yeah. the whole time, exactly. like tooth and nail. The, I was going to say scratching and biting, but yeah, it's, it's very accurate. Yeah, well, of course. Um, I honestly think the big three are maybe just a, a notch or, or half a notch off their prime now. And yeah. their ability to, you know, to have just a you know, a couple of role players up front and to, to be able to hold the opposition and not, not let the opposition get over them, just maybe just nullify yep. um, and give them, you know, an equal platform to work from um, on the days where they're, they're not able to get fully over the top of them. That was always enough. I just think yeah. now, when you look at the way James Graham, you know, if they had a James Graham on their team, yep. they they'd look every bit as dominant as what they have for, for however long. Just, it was it was a fairly graphic um, illustration to me that at this level, and even with that calibre of player, it only has to be, you know, when it starts to dip, it only has to be a degree or a couple yeah. of degrees. And I don't think it's like a dip across the board from those three. It's like, I think Cooper Cronk still is, you know, as ever. Billy Slater, he's the one that's fucking declining, in my opinion. Well, his game is probably... I think he's got most nothing on what he... most susceptible to it. Yeah, he's he's built on speed, footwork, and yeah. and that can can only go with you so far as you get older. Yeah, really. Um, whereas Cronk, you know, his kicking game. I mean, obviously he's got his speed and his footwork as well, but defensively he's very sound. Yeah. Um, but he, his rugby league brain, as much as Cameron Smith, yep. as well, is what sets him apart. Um, they're not. You wouldn't say they were the most physically gifted guys, or. Um, you know they're not beating anyone with absolutely blinding speed like Slater yep. does, or um, so his game is probably the most susceptible to it. So if anyone's going to go, he'd be the unless the other two, one of the other two get serious injuries yep. and are plagued by that. Um, you'd think Slater's probably going to be the first one to go. Yep. And uh, you know who doesn't like to see the Storm go out first week just quietly? Well. There was a long time this year where it didn't didn't look like they were going to make the finals. And how long has it been since we've yeah. said that? Yeah. Well, know? I mean, look, look. It, it. I mean, yes, it sucks at Canterbury. The, you know, it was at their expense. At Canterbury, expense of a Canterbury win. But yeah, it's good to see. No one shedding any tears. That's for sure. Lynn Shields, my Twitter is telling me it's hash refs' fault. I didn't know the purple cheats were allowed to use that. They're not. It's on hash hash hate Cam Smith. Wow. You're only human, don't we all? At uh, B15542, the Storm are playing like the Tigers. Hash Tigers in decline, hash Storm in decline, hash Purple Cheats. Even in the finals, when the Tigers are over in Bali or, you know, yeah, Norfolk no, Island or Coochie Mudlow, wherever they fucking send them. Tasmania. 
at Shithead Listener. Hey, 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 goodbye. And on your way out, Storm, don't forget to take a big bag of dicks to eat on the way home. I enjoyed that tweet. Paul Hayden. Two years ago, Storm won the comp. Last year, they didn't make the grand final. This year, out in the first final. Hash, Storm, something, something. Well, they've still played three years of finals. <laughs> yeah, it's not as good as 10, but... GT351 underscore Johns. Well done, Bulldogs. An underdog victory no one expected. Good effort, but some injuries. Will be tough next week as well. And finally, at Sibba. Gus complains when the video ref gets it wrong. Gus complains that the video ref ruins the game when they get it right. And that is one thing. That's one of the biggest talking points to come out of that game. Two talking points came out of the game. The fact that the, the trial was disallowed when they looked at it on replay and there was a knock-on way back, you know, when, before a six-again call. Yeah. You know what? All the shit the referees take, how are you going to feel if they fucking gave it and you knew that? Yeah. How the fuck is an idiot's feeding it like Gus is... I don't know if he's trying to be the voice of the people or he's just the voice of fucking some old company's head up his ass. Well, but fuck, if the referees get it right, you shut your fucking mouth and go, Wow. They pulled it up and they picked that. They picked something that we didn't yeah. see. Good job, you got it right. I mean, it sucks because I mean it was fucking the theater and it was you know going to set up the stage for the finale of the game and it was going to be a great try. But it wasn't a try. It wasn't a fucking try. And in what universe can you get fucking upset about them not awarding it? If it's one thing we want from the officials that run the game and control the games, is consistency. But to get the fucking calls right. That's what they need to do. I want to play in Gus's NRL where as long as you do a fucking somersault or a cartwheel with half a fucking pike into the into the in goal area to plant yeah. the ball. It's a slippery it's a try slope if, if you knock start, it ten times. If you start awarding tries because of entertainment value, it, yeah. you end up like the NBA where, you know, travelling and yeah. double dribbling and all that sort of stuff is yeah. legal because you're putting a fucking windmill on the end of it and yeah. and everyone fucking cheers and whoops and hollers and it's a highlight real shit yeah that's yeah. it and they let it go yeah it's you, you, that's not where we want to get to no I just find it interesting that Gus you know like you say he does give a little bit of an inkling that he, he wants to be that voice of the people like you yeah. say but then when people are critical of Channel 9 like the not putting live telecasts yeah. on he automatically defends it. You can't Ultimate pick and choose, guy. you yeah. know. Yeah, no, he, I hear. And the other point was uh, Mick Ennis doing the fucking pat on the head. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Shut up, Storm. Shut up, Cameron Smith. I mean, I fucking love that shit. Yeah, what's I hate, good? I hate Ruffling it. a bit of hair or trying to rip someone's shoulder out from, the, oh. arm out from their shoulder socket. Yeah. You know, which exactly. is, which is, you know, less sportsmanlike. Yep. <laughs> And I hate, I hate Michael Ennis, but I fucking, hey, look, you know, that, I love that shit. I'm loathe to uh, to defend Michael Ennis at any level. I'm more for a bit of fucking gamesmanship and a bit of shit talking. I love, I was, back in the day when fucking Hopper was patting Peachy on the head in that game. Fucking loved it. Previews for the second week of the finals. The first game we have, Friday night football. Sydney Roosters take on the North Queensland Cowboys at Allianz. Kevin Hayne, one of the referees. So, uh, Roosters, prepare your hash refs fault call. Now, Cowboys are going well. Cowboys traditionally cannot play away from home. The Roosters were well under their, un- under their best last week and... Uh, I believe, with the return of Jake Friend, 
that I think they're going to approach something like their best again. Yeah, I think uh, Jake Friend will be the difference, um, and you'll see a very different Rooster side to what uh, rolled out last week, and they'll get control of the ruck, um, which will then give their forwards um, the impetus to, to get over the top and get um, get through the middle. And once they do that, they're pretty fucking hard to stop. Yep. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to tip the Roosters. And is it just the one game that the Cowboys won away from home? Yeah, well, in Sydney, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So, look, that's that's a powerful thing, and I mean, it's not going to play on their mind at all. But it's just something, you know. It just it's the way it happens. And I think the game they won was it shark was it against the Sharks or something. So yeah, yeah. Let's not yeah. That's fucking too much strike power. I think, you know. Th- the Cowboys do what they do very, very well when they're on song. Um, but when it gets into a really tough grinding game, which the Roosters certainly have the forwards um, to handle, yep. they can they can definitely go that way. You get Mower and Letters and... Um, Letters is, you know, probably lucky to be there. You'd say so, but... For once, for he wasn't the, booked yeah, on submission. Yeah, on suspicion. On suspicion. Uh, I just think the Roosters will probably, um, like I said, try and get control of that ruck early and get those uh, guys rolling through the middle and then expect Pearce and Maloney to, you know, I think it all comes down to if, if Pearce and Maloney can take advantage of, of friends work around the ruck um, and then, you know, Jennings, guys like that, two of us, a check, can get the ball with a bit of space. Uh, I think the Roosters might put a bit of a score on them. I, I don't give yeah. the Cowboys much hope at all. And look, you know, I don't like to wish injuries on players. However, I'm very comfortable wishing injuries on fucking cunts. And so I would love to see, like, Louis with, you know, some sort of uh, broken leg, something like the O'Hanlon thing, you know, something like that would be tremendous. Wow. Fucking even, you know, I don't care if he gets spear tackled, to be honest. Whatever works. Louis Karma, Cowboys impossible. Cannot win this game. Moving on to Saturday night, Allianz again for the Mighty Manly Seagulls taking on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. This one is really hard to say at this point because there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in terms of team selections, especially coming from the Manly side. The um, injury side of things doesn't appear to have hit the doggies as bad as they as they say. Um, I'm told they've got a lot of guys on... They've got uh, Mbai and 19 and Harlan Alalatoa in uh, 20... Very extended bench. I heard someone uh, that saw the dogs coming through the airport after the game, and uh, Frank Pritchard apparently was limping very badly. So I'm not sure what's involved in that. I'm not sure what other injury concerns they have, but they do have that extended bench there. So, I mean, presumably there's something they're looking to cover. Manly don't have the extended bench. I just have a feeling that this team is an outright fucking lie from Tuvi. He's just basically thrown out the same team as last week, except he switched um, Watmo for, uh, for Louis. And I, I expect Tafua to get the hook. I really do. I can't imagine. I mean, Tubi's, you know, and, and Hasler before him were quite, I don't know if you'd call it loyal or, you know, slow to react, you know, in terms of, you know, in, in, in fans' opinion, you know, slow yeah. to react as far as, you know, hooking players and stuff like that. But, um, look, I don't expect Tafua to play in the wing. Chase Blair's on the, on, on the bench as he was last week. I think he's a much better option out there in the number two jersey. 
you're not going to try and throw Tafua into the pack or anything like as an impact player in the middle because, let's face it, a couple of runs a game and a couple of tackles out in the wing is not the same as, you know, having to make, you know, 20 to 30 tackles and, you know, yeah. an increased work rate of, you know, 8 to 10 hit-ups, you know, for a game. So I don't think that's going to happen. Whispers that uh, that Matty Ballin might be back for this game. The fractured leg, apparently it's on, the, you know, one of the non-weight-bearing bones just under the knee. So it's painful, but he could, you know, probably play. So if he plays... He'll be playing with a needle. It's a much... Oh, he'll be playing with is, a needle. Which I'm sure he's done plenty of times in his yeah, career. Yeah, and a, a much... Um, and, you know, instantly, you know, much improved <laughs> pack with his inclusion. Um, other than that, I would I would dare say... I, I would expect Chase Blair to play on a wing. And, and honestly, I would, you know, maybe even think Gutherson might be a chance to come straight in on the wing. And... A bit of smoke and mirrors from TV in terms of you know not putting pressure on the young guy by not naming him until you know six thirty or whenever the deadline is on Saturday. Frank Pritchard, uh, key inclusion for the Dogs. I thought he was pretty good against the Storm, and um, he's fresh. Bit of time off. Um, he's fresh and he's motivated. And mm-hmm. uh, he's the one that they saw limping at the airport too. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on you know, that could just be a cork or something. Not, you know. Yeah. yeah exactly. Who knows? Exactly. I don't put too much into it. Um, Big game. I just, I, w- I wouldn't be able to tip the dogs with any real confidence. I think Manly's will be stung after last week. Um, I guess we'll know if there's any truth to the to this disharmony disharmony stuff. Well, if um, there is, I mean they've got rid of one of the fucking they've got rid of the, the one driving it too, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I'd have to tip Manly only because I, I just don't think the dogs are a good enough side to beat them. In a big I, game I, don't, like this. I don't think the dogs. I mean, they they were, they were fantastic to defeat the Storm, yeah. but that came on the back of you know losing terribly to the Titans and you know some really ordinary fucking month of football leading up to that. So I just wonder which is the aberration and which is the you know which is the real form. I mean, if they play Tafua, the I mean, Storm Corey, the Storm Thompson. game only lasted a week, whereas that that run of poor form lasted you yeah. know quite some time. So now only the Tigers were good enough to to playing them in four. Now, the, I mean, Corey Thompson is, is you know, if, if Tafu was there, he's much bigger. Like a, He could roll over Corey Thompson. It just depends on how many kicks come his way and if, and if yeah. you can catch him or not. I think Corey Thompson's going to do, you know, do a number on him. But I'd still be, I'd be I think that Chase Blair has, hasn't set a foot wrong in any game he's played for us. And he's probably only played, you know, featured in about half a dozen of them. But he's been great every time without exception so I mean this is a final there's no fucking tomorrow put your best team in there and if a dude's out of form it doesn't matter how good he potentially could be in the heights he's previously hit in his career there comes a point where you have to say this guy's fucking injured it's holding him back from his best he can have an off season to fucking sit down heal come back better for it next year and he can start next year but we are in the business of winning games not fucking massaging egos so you know everything I said about Tafua last week goes double this week because fuck me I mean even in my wildest dreams did I not believe that I'd be as correct as I was saying that shit last week um but yeah, I'm just very interested. It's hard for me to pick a winner until I see what the final team's going to run out is. Um, you know, I give the dog far more far, far more chance of winning the game based on the teams we've got printed here over the teams that I, you know, I hope to see yep. and you know expect to see. But uh, you know, manly for life. The more you put on, the more you get back. And if they can't get fired up. Honestly, if they want to bicker amongst themselves, that's one thing. But if they can't get fired up and fucking rally against Dez, yeah. Come the fuck, they're fucking kin. They don't deserve to win. You know, be. there's a problem, and they really need to win this game because for me, if, if you finish in the top four, 
then you should get down to that qualifying. For, yeah, I mean, you should finish in the in the top four in the in the semis as well. Yeah. You know, so next week they have to get to next week's game for to be considered par, really. Yeah. So you know, for the season to you know to be worthwhile, and so fucking dig in, boys. And that is full time for episode 172. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League and Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Make sure you hit the like button, share our posts around as we put them up. Help spread the word. You've done a great job uh, all season long. And, uh, you know, please continue. And uh, iTunes, we had one, well, Timmy McIntyre sent me an email today or yesterday and said, look, I updated my iTunes review hasn't come through and shown up yet so you know it takes about 48 hours for these things to happen so it'll be next week but we got a 5 star review excellent which is great because those 1 star reviews can get fucked yep best NRL podcast out there 5 stars wow Tad Pike oh <laughs> and the comment the, the actual text of the review itself yeah drivel full stop See, this is what I'm talking about. Is this guy going to rock up to the fucking Taco Tuesday? He, he, he will, and, and he doesn't <laughs> Taco mind. Tuesday on a, on a Sunday? Taco Tuesday, <laughs> yep. Fucking, we'll get Lord Business there for it. Oh, you haven't seen the Lego movie, have you? Yeah. Oh, you have? Okay. Jesus cool. fucking Christ, what do you think I am? Well, a referential <laughs> retard. <laughs> Please refer to five previous years of history. Oh, this is your mariachi band again. <laughs> You're back loving George Tafur again. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's see if Tad Pike rocks up to the meetup. Um, yeah, ho- hopefully he does. I mean, I can't I can't see why he wouldn't. But um, <laughs> he's got a uh, he's very fucking scarce on Twitter these days. He really is, but he's he's got a, a really nice, really beautiful habit, beautiful habit of buying me bourbons. I'd like to see that continue. Yeah, I mean, like, keep the streak alive. Yeah. But I sent, I sent a tweet to him through the week. It was six days ago. I said, I said fuck you, Tad Pike. You're a low-life piece of shit like Todd Greenberg. <laughs> and then hashed deport. And he's gone, whatever is the matter, Nate? And I said, you know what you did? And then he's like, yeah, I had to, I had to chuck some shit before Friday night. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah. so But, you know, when you, throw, when you throw reviews like that, Tad. Tad, I mean, if that is even a real name. <laughs> um, when you throw reviews like that, I mean... You tried to hurt me with it, but you end up hurting Glenn. And that's terrible. Why would you do that? Yeah. I don't understand. But he did give five stars, though, so that, that's one I'm small, mer- I'm one small mercy. Inflicted. A one-star review with five stars on it. I'll, I'll fucking take that. I'd rather yeah. <laughs> I'd rather that than a one-star review. But Tipping. if you give us a one-star review and um, and still buy me bourbons, I'd be pretty happy with that. So tipping, we have, uh, well, this weekend we've got two games. Next weekend we've got two games. And following weekend we've got one day. There's five points available to the end of the season. And uh, at this stage, in my opinion, two-horse race. Whitey on top, 133 points. David Kingston second, 132. Then we have a gap. Desi's Ducks, Tigers 12.0 on 131. Then we've got another gap. Gleeso and Shane Aaron Elvis. And uh, Dougie, Vood- uh, and Dougie, sorry, on 129. Then we go back one to Voodoo Rock, the defending champion, 128. He's out. Uh, Kylie M, 127. And Tiger Benji cracks the top 10, 127. But uh, unfortunately, you cracked the top 10, but you're all out now. So it's coming down to Whitey and David Kingston. One point between them. It'll depend how they go. They both got two correct. Pretty low scoring round in all mm. said and done. I mean, there's only a possible four points. 
and you know I think a lot of people would have got ones out of it too because I think the Storm game would have taken a lot of people by surprise. Yeah, and the, like the, the Penrith one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're pretty much the only one that wasn't... You know, the, the Manly one it wasn't an upset, I don't think. And uh, and I think that the uh, Cowboys would have obviously been expected to beat the Broncos. Sure. So I think two was probably par, but yeah. A couple of people, the Tigers 12.0 got three points. And uh, Shane Aaron Elvis got three as well, so... Not bad work. Not bad work. Fantasy, done for the year. I've uh, been contacted by the winner, so he's a member in uh, 2015, free membership. And the winner of the, uh, the tipping will get the same honour. We're still clearing out old Revelation shirts, a couple of Tigers and Decline shirts left. I've had some more inquiries about the hats. Those hats are half price. You, fucking, you cannot get a flex fit cap for a better fucking price than, than what we're selling them for. Impossible. And, you know, when it comes up to the grand final as well, you know, we'll probably bring some of the things down if people want to grab some, you know, on the day or whatever, sure. you know. And as as I mentioned with the, the, the surplus membership shirts as well, give people the opportunity who aren't members, who want do, just want the shirt, we'll be offloading those as well. It's weird how, I, I don't know how we got the numbers mixed up. We got, we got tons of stickers left. You must have got more than the, must have got surplus I stickers. I think they, they just made as many stickers as, you know, off the sheet. As the sheet, oh, yeah. okay, cool. And um, the stubby holes and lanyards, they, that lanyards, they match up perfectly, yeah. so... And then we got some surplus shirts, uh, thanks to the uh, extra XLs that we got sent over. Um, and what else? Don't forget to uh, send an email to hello at thisweekinleague.com with the subject line, El Loco, if you want to get crazy essay on October 5th at midday. And uh, other than that, let's just enjoy the, uh, the dulcet tones of uh, at Woody Solo on Twitter as he uh, gives us an ode to uh, Todd Greenberg. Before you hit play, let me remove my pants. <laughs> it's important these things go through the integrity, and I think we've been pretty consistent over the last 12 months on how we'll deal with it. I prefer not to be talking about these sorts of things. We're not in the business of trying to talk about negativity for rugby league. But we'll do things consistently, we'll do it appropriately through, through the process of the integrity unit, and we'll deal with it, and we're certainly not not shy of making hard decisions when they need to be made. Teddy has the barber, a career that should be cool. Making up his own rules as long as Channel 9 is gold. Must be made of Teflon, got a brand new job instead. He's got as much integrity as the hair upon his head. Todd Greenberg is a low-life piece of shit. Todd Greenberg is a low-life piece of shit. He loves to cover up, cause he's a low-life prick. Todd Greenberg is a low-life piece of shit. Once a dog, always a dog. 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 Todd Greenberg is a low-life piece of shit. Todd Greenberg is a low-life piece of shit. He loves to cover up, cause he's a low-life prick. Todd Greenberg is a low 